Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth Women's Podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to connect women of different life stages and ethnicities for fellowship, discipleship, and encounters with the Trinity that will lead to living missional lives. We pray that this podcast will bring life to your mind, body, and spirit. Hello, welcome to the Antioch Women's Podcast. This is Lindy Pinkson, and I am the women's pastor here at Antioch Fort Worth, and we're so glad you joined us for our monthly podcast. And we have, like we do every month, uh, just a special, special guest in-house with us this um, afternoon when we're recording it. I don't know when you're listening to it, but it's afternoon for us. And I want to welcome Diane Stanley. Hi, Diane. Hi, Lindy. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are so excited about what you're going to share with us this um, afternoon. But before we get started, um, how long um, have you been here at Antioch? We started, Jerry and I started here in the fall during um, when everyone was online. And as soon as the parking lot opened, we arrived in person. Wow. Okay, so the parking lot service days. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you came with during those days, you are a committed believer. <laughs> It was hot. Also, stinking grateful to get out of the house that we yeah, the, it, 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 we were glad to come here. Yes, that was a that was a sweet season. You're know, looking back, we'd have food, and then it kind of started getting hot, and then became like miserable. We didn't like that anymore. But um, okay, so that's how long you guys have been. Well, so tell us, Diane, what you do for a living. I'm a retired special education teacher, and now I work for a company that provides tutoring in public and private schools. And I'm a supervisor, so I work with adults rather than kids. Okay. Well, we are thankful that you took off a little bit of time today to share with us. And um, many of you um, women may have heard Diane share at the Ladies Retreat last year. She was on our panel. And um, her story is really, really powerful, so much that I just wanted her to come and be able to expand on that. So you may have heard part of her story, but... Um, Part of the reason I love Diane's story is it has deliverance um, involved in it and getting set free from things that um, happened to her in her childhood and patterns that were formed that she's just been very aggressive about in finding freedom. And so I'm just going to let her, I just want you to tell us a little bit, Diane, starting by growing up, what that was like for you. And then I'm just going to um, intersperse questions as she just kind of shares her story um, on the road with Jesus. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Like a lot of people that come from sticky backgrounds on the surface, my childhood was terrific. Small mm-hmm. town, lots of things to do, lots of freedom. Right. Um, but to really understand where the problems came from, I need to tell you a little bit about my family. My father was silent. He was very uninvolved in our lives. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to be around him, we had to go to him. Okay. He was a jeweler. There was a family business, and we all worked there. Um, And he was a golfer and a drinker. And uh, he was a reader. Okay. And my mother was brilliant and funny and very volatile because Mm. she was an extreme alcoholic. Okay. So she was never fully sober. She She was sometimes calm and peaceful and sometimes funny and sometimes mean as a snake. Uh, and then my sister was very rebellious, and this is pretty typical pattern mm. for a dysfunctional family. Uh, she fought mother over everything. She balked at every instruction. 
She kicked back every directive. She broke every rule. And the arguments between my sister and my mother were volatile, mm -hmm. epic, occasionally violent, and they scared me to death. Mm. So I finally found out that I could control a little bit of my environment if I tried to fix everybody else's problems. So for my father, I worked more at the store than anybody else did. Mm. Began helping him with book work probably when I was about 10. Wow. Uh, was that here in Fort Worth, no, Diane? This is in a small town someplace else in Texas. Awesome. Okay. And um, I never could golf and still can't, but I would follow him around and walk the course with him. Mm. Carry his clubs sometimes when I got big enough. Right. And I fixed his drinks. Um, I became what I thought everybody needed me to be. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask him. tried to figure it out for myself, but I was a child. I covered for my sister. Uh, I was an occasional partner in adventure, mostly trying to keep her under control. Mm. Uh, always a little bit scared of what was going to happen. Um, I acted as a buffer between her and mother. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I would even take the blame or take consequences for her just to avoid their battles. Uh, and for my mother, I was a cook and a housekeeper. Uh, she pretty much abdicated all of that about the time I turned 11. Um, I watched baseball with her. We would play games together. And I mixed the drinks. But I was constantly on edge because mm. her explosions came without warning. Uh, I was pretty much always afraid. And the message that I got was, become what makes everybody else happy. Right. And always stay alert, mm -hmm. ready to perform. I, I kind of lived my life on the balls of my feet, right. ready to bounce in whichever direction I needed to bounce. Mm. It helped when I was in high school because theater came very naturally because by that time I was a very good actress. Wow. <laughs> uh, and so I had a great slot in high school. But I was always on. And performing in all of those roles became my lifestyle. Right. My personality and my skill set were constantly shifting. And fear was a constant presence because the other thing that my dad did was offer me to be molested by some various men in the community in order to further the business or dad's power. Mm. And so there was just a ton of fear. Wow. Wow. After I grew up and left home, I kind of continued the pattern. I had different groups of friends, mm -hmm. diverse groups, and I was whatever they wanted me to be whenever they wanted me to be there. Right. Something you had just learned to do at home. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I remember telling, I remember t there were two guys that I was dating at the same time, and, and I remember telling one of them, as long as both of you are happy, I'm okay. <laughs> and I meant it. And they thought I was nuts. <laughs> Um, they'd really never met anybody who felt that way. <laughs> I met Christ when I was in my mid-twenties. I went forward in a Baptist church. Wow. Because I knew my boyfriend wanted me to. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, when he ditched me, um, I was really angry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I, I had gone forward because I was pretty sure that he was crying and needed me and so I went forward and I put my arm around him and said I'm here and he said 
praise Jesus, and he turned around and left me. Wow. Uh-huh. I really didn't go forward to receive Jesus, but I did. Wow. Christ honored my actions without the honor knowing about the intent, and he wrapped himself around. Oh, wow. That's a that's a powerful story, how the Lord just meets us, mm-hmm. you know, even in our wrong or messed up heart mind he still bypasses all that right you know did i meet jesus that night or did i meet him a few days later when my brain caught up yeah i don't know you met jesus though yeah absolutely wow worked for me but all those habits didn't die Mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about being a christian so i tied in with a big baptist church in san antonio and all those wonderful singles started telling me how to be a believer. Wow. And there was a lot of rules. Mm. And I got way overwhelmed, but that's okay, because I knew how to act. Mm. And so I began to behave like I thought a good Christian behaved. It was another role that I took on. Wow. I kept a relationship with Christ. Right. But there was real no, really no depth to it, because my behaviors were still very superficial. Then I met Jerry, and I got married, and I started behaving the way I thought a wife should. Um, poor guy. I like that. That can be another podcast. <laughs> Diane's opinions of what what a wife looks like. That that would be. Um, sound like some mystery, <laughs> June Cleaver. I was about to say. And 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 Mrs. Brady. Right. <laughs> and, and I, I think there, I really did go through the phase of making sure that I looked super nice when I got For those who are younger, that was Leave It to Beaver and um, Brady Bunch. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I did the whole thing of getting dressed before he came home from work and, wow. and uh, making sure the makeup was nice and he didn't care. And uh, But by golly, I was doing it. Wow. Um, How'd that work out for you? Yeah, not so well. <laughs> I just was really challenging to live with. Yeah. Because I didn't know what he wanted. Right. He was a guy. Yeah. Uh And so I shifted. Right. Trying to find a way to please him when he had no idea that he wasn't pleased to begin with. Right. Um, Now, was Jerry a believer at the time? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Church. Okay. Okay. And it was Jerry that actually taught me how to study the Bible. Oh, I love that. I only done the the read it and go, uh-huh. Right. By that time. So, so Diane, through obviously you you've done some stuff. You found the Lord. You still are, are obviously struggling with the the old man, right? Which mm-hmm. we all still do that, right? Just trying to find freedom. But what were some of the big rocks? You kind of mentioned some of these, but what are some other big rocks that help you uh, heal in this process? You know, the very first thing probably that got my feet under me was solid teaching about the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't understand that there was a bad guy. Okay. I really, I was reared by a family who, actively said there is no such thing as Satan and there is no such thing as hell. Okay. I was taught that from the beginning. So even after I met Christ, I, that didn't get adjusted. Okay. Um, and so everything was still my fault. If anything wasn't going well, 
I was doing something wrong. Right. And the revelation that finally came when I began learning that there is an enemy, he does have it out for us. Right. Was enormous. It mm -hmm. was, was life-altering. Wow. To realize that I wasn't the only bad guy. Right. I right. wasn't really the bad guy at all. And that was hugely free. Wow. And so that was probably the first step. Because it makes you realize, okay, there's a, it's like in Romans when Paul says, I do what I don't want to do. What I do, what I do want to do, I don't do. It's like there is powers, the powers are always at work. Mm -hmm. And if we recognize that, then we can we understand why this is called a spiritual battle, right? Absolutely. And it's, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. That's good. It's very fuzzy. Mm -hmm. One time I would read the Psalms and it would talk about my enemies and I think everybody likes me. I don't have any enemies. Right. <laughs> so it, it was, it, it may sound silly. It may sound yeah. something. No, it makes, yeah, no. The very beginning of my walk with Christ. But for whatever reason, I didn't. Well, and it makes uh, those of us who, when we're walking people into um, a, a relationship with Jesus to make sure we and explain the full kingdom of God, right? Absolutely. There is, um, Satan and working against what God's wanting to do in his kingdom here on earth, right? Absolutely. And there's a heaven and a hell, and God wants to, us to join with what he's doing in bringing his kingdom mm -hmm. here. There are two kingdoms. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everything that I do builds up one kingdom at the expense of the other. Right. Well, and what? tell me, I know you have a heart for deliverance ministry. How did that play a part in part of your healing? Deliverance was was like the very first huge chunk. Uh -huh. um, God knows I love a good analogy. Right. And he gave me one mm. just a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, he, he gave me a picture of what happened to me. He showed me that I was a beautiful table. Handmade by the master craftsman, mm. designed for a specific purpose, but useful in many ways. Mm -hmm. Then I was stained and painted and broken and glued and painted some more. And then other people began stacking their stuff on me. Mm. Piles and piles and piles of stuff that I was never designed to hold. Right. As my load got too heavy, my legs got wobbly, and other things were put under me to hold me up. And some of them were so much bigger that I thought I was taller than I really was. Hmm. And my first season of deliverance was about cleaning me off. Hmm. It was about taking off all of those mounds of stuff. Wow. That people had piled on me. And the... The generational stuff, the, mm -hmm. the things that are on us when we're born because they're generational sins. Right. And the, the lies and the unforgiveness. And right. The soul ties with all those awful people. Um, and then finally, when all that stuff was gone through my first season of deliverance, I could see what I was. Wow. It's really the first time I could see. You myself. could actually see the table that you're describing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good. That's good. And I could see what shape it was. Wow. But it was still covered. Um, so then the Holy Spirit, and this was a lot of counseling. Right. A lot of um, soul therapy. There's so many things you right. can call it. Soul therapy. Mm. I was so blessed with people that invested in my freedom. Wow. Really invested in mm -hmm. my freedom. Uh, 
that began to scrape off all those layers of paint. Wow. Because uh, each layer was a lie, mm-hmm. or a set of lies right. that I had believed about who I was. Right. Um, some of those were really ugly, and I was glad to get rid of them, and some of them were really pretty, and I didn't want to let go of them. Mm. I really, 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 really thought I had the gift of mercy, because having the gift of mercy is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I, w- I wish you guys could see Diane's face right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm way more on the exhorter side than I am on the mercy side. And, mm. uh, but I'd also spoken a lot of stuff over myself. Right. Uh, that wasn't true. It wasn't true. Right. You know, the things that you tell yourself, the things that you choose to believe. Exactly. Makes you feel better in the moment. Yeah. And you speak them enough that they take you take them on as a, mm. as a thing. Um. So lots of ministry, um, learning about my personality type and mm-hmm. my temperament, right? Given to me by God came next. Um, then learning that that personality, learning about my spiritual gifting, mm-hmm. primary, you know, my my others. We all walk in all of our gift, all the gifts at different seasons, but the ones that I was really called for, to, mm-hmm. and learning that those things, those gifts mesh with the personality and the temperament that he put in me. Right. And he created that whole wonderful mixture. That's good. So that I can walk in what he called me to. That's good, Diane. phenomenal. Yeah. So it's been a happy life full of revelation after revelation. Wow. Of the goodness of God and the absolute assurance that he has a plan for me. What about your learning about your value, like how the Lord saw you? Oh, wow. That was, that actually involved not just learning about who I was in Christ and believing what he says about Mm -hmm. me, but also learning that Jerry agreed with it. He never withheld anything, but I had not always received Mm -hmm. from him by any stretch. Uh, I was so convinced I was palm scum that mm. the idea that the love of my life thought differently, I just wow. couldn't believe it. Wow. And so it was almost as big to find out how Jerry really felt about wow. that as it was to find out about how God Oh, uh, that's beautiful. And we've been married for four years. Well, and how the, the perspective changes because you changed. Like Jerry's perspective of you didn't change as much as you changed the way you saw Precisely. yourself. And that's Precisely. that's a beautiful layer that God took off of your table, right? Um, I love that. So you obviously currently are walking in freedom, and you've created um, ways and patterns to, to, to walk in God's gifting in your life and hearing truths about yourself. But when you feel tempted to return to your old patterns, I mean, what, what does that look like? And does it ever happen to you? (laughs) Really? I didn't know that. I wouldn't have asked you. I'm kidding. Yes. So what does that look like? And what do you do? Um, whenever I'm around certain members of my family, Mm -hmm. uh, who have not received the freedom that I have, it's real easy to slide back into those patterns because that's the expectation. Right. I have never given them any reason to believe that I won't pony up <laughs> what I always do. Right, right. And so um, I, I, whenever I go visit various folks, I make sure I'm covered with prayer. Mm. And I've, I 
occasionally have to go get more ministry after I get back because right. it can be pretty intense. Right, right. Uh, and um, there's at work every once in a while. Um, my supervisor is mm-hmm. a friend, and she's amazing, but she can get a tone of voice that makes me think, Right. It's my fault. And the entire Dallas ISD program is going to crash right. because of Diane Stanley. Right. It's not. And but I can I can go there. The enemy right. can still take me there. It's good. Uh, that you're aware. Uh-huh. And well, sometimes I'm not aware as fast as I need to be. Right. I sometimes I go there. But I am, uh, but you don't stay there. I think that's the thing. I think we all need to give ourselves grace because I think sometimes when we go there is we beat ourselves up versus saying, okay, well, for whatever reason, I'm in this state of mind of thinking, but I have the choice now to either press in and ask God, okay, what do you think about this situation? Like, why am I feeling anxiety about this? And allowing him to speak, well, you're believing this and this is what I'm saying about you. You know, and the exchanges that we talk about in tending your heart, um, which is a great resource. Um, what are like... What, what, what are your, some of your top few resources that you've personally had, you know, just have really helped you walk in freedom? Friends, there were a lot of secrets, needless to say, yeah. in my family. Yeah. And when I started this journey, which was a long time ago, right. um, Jerry and I talked about this, and we determined that there would be no more secrets. Mm. And so I have a small handful of friends wow. who know everything wow that's amazing and i have learned that i can call and say mm-hmm. pam this is what i think right this is what i'm feeling this right. is what i'm experiencing and she will say yeah that's not true right so and, good and so i really firmly believe that we all need to have somebody or somebody's mm-hmm. Jerry will do it Absolutely. right yeah we've given each other permission to do that a long time ago but to have somebody that you can be fully accountable right, to, right. not like they're going to make you behave, not that kind right, of accountability, right. but that will speak to you. Absolutely. The truth that you need to hear. Absolutely. Hear yes. Um, and I continue to learn. I right. continue to chase after that freedom. Right. Deliverance isn't a one-time event. It's a lifestyle. Right. And I go for that lifestyle. Right. I seek ministry. Right. Well, I, you know, I think there are, and I know you've experienced this, um, cause I love talking about deliverance. I love when God does show up in a dramatic moment and you really see someone like have a major breakthrough mm-hmm. and he does it and he loves that. But the journey from, it's like the, the dot, like I like to use the analogy of a, um, connect the dots, you know, picture you used to do in your kid and those big dots, are big times where you've experienced encounter the father. And in between is just the journey where we keep walking, believing and having joy that he's continuing to set us free in those areas. Right. Um, as we're wrapping up, Diane, what are just some practical advice you can give somebody that's listening to this and going, you know what? I totally can relate to that story. I really struggle with, you know, believing lies about myself or I have a past that I just can't seem to get free from. What are some practical things you've already mentioned, obviously community, having people, that you can be real, that can speak life and truth into you. But what are some other practical advice you would give someone? I would, I mean, we have wonderful ministries here at the church. Mm -hmm. If you need somebody to walk you through things, seek listening prayer. Uh, 
speak to somebody in leadership mm-hmm. or, or go forward during the altar ministry. Yes, ministry time, absolutely. Um, and, and let somebody know that, that you're hitting a wall. Right. And even just sometimes during that brief time, the Lord will give a download to whoever. Absolutely. And, and open a door. There's great books. There's wonderful resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop growing. Right. And from my perspective, I never want to stop teaching because every time I teach about this, Every time we get to minister to someone, I get more freedom. Right. So, so like, give us your top. I love Seven Steps to Freedom by Neil Anderson. I love Tending Your Heart. What are some of your top ones that, that really helped you? Oh, Books I, or, for that I know she was, and this was a. But have you have you been have you read Tending Your Heart? I have not. Okay, it's a good one, and it's it's it, it's where we get listening prayer. It's like the, those those. Um, questions you can ask yourself to to tend your heart right it's exactly what you've been talking about um finding the lies you know um you know we all we all have unbeliefs about god that 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 change the way we see him that are not true absolutely i would direct somebody to um jack frost's work okay the orphan spirit yes that's good Uh, that's wonderful yeah um that that really made a difference and has made a difference whenever we shared it with someone yeah. else. But of course, I can tell you the name of the author. But if you ask me the name of the book, I couldn't. No, well, Jack Frost. I, I'm not familiar with this stuff, but I, there's so much out there in this in this realm, and and I think some of the things you're hitting on is seeking help, because you know that's just ministry time on Sunday mornings is a great first step. Listening prayer. Um, life group, going to life group where people know you and, and can pray and surround you. And so um, I'm going to have you pray for us as we end our time. This has been so encouraging. I just love hearing people's stories. And that's one of the things we really want to focus on is hearing people's stories um, because we should tell more stories. Jesus loved telling stories. People remember stories. People connect with stories. And so thank you for being vulnerable Vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And so we really appreciate you being an advocate of that in our church and knowing you're walking people through freedom right now and um, that you love well. And just want to say thank you for coming and for sharing your wisdom and your story, God's story with us this afternoon. Can you just end us with a prayer, Diane? I can. Okay. Thank you so much that you didn't leave me where you found me. Mm. You didn't leave me where I found you. Uh, you always knew where I was and you always knew what you had created and you were ready to help me find myself and the beauty of me made by you. Yes, Lord. And I know that because you did it for me, I can absolutely guarantee that you will do it for every single one that asks. So I pray that we ask. Mm-hmm. pray that I never stop asking. Never stop seeking and never stop believing your truth about who I am. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month. Have a great day.